Welcome to 97.3 City FM. This is the Total Energies Auto Show Motoring Education for Trouble Free Motoring Experience. I'm your host, Eddie Poku. There are several factors that dictate the car you drive today. Chief among the factors for your choice is reliability. What makes a reliable car? A car built like a bunker. A car that is extremely popular. A very very simple car we hear from the experts uh, who are going to tell us all that it takes for a car to be the most reliable the auto show is brought to you by total energies total quartz 9000 future join the total quartz nation movement today The auto show is very, very interactive. You can call into the show on our phone line 0302 You can also send us a WhatsApp or a Telegram message. Tell us what you think. If you have any issues with an unreliable car you can also send us a message and uh whatsapp or telegram number is 054-998-6996 we're sorry to interrupt this program for a breaking news story information reaching us is that the whole country has been thrown into a state of joy and excitement about the new look of total energies lubricants our correspondent kwame Usu is standing by to bring us the very latest developments Kwame, what exactly is the situation where you are? <laughs> Emmanuel, I must say there's a huge crowd here with divers and customers extremely excited about the new Total Energies Lubricants bottle. I have with me here one of the divers. Hello, boss. Yes, sir. You are live on Quartz 202.1 FM. 
Tell us the reason for your joy. My name is Wawo, and for 10 years, I use only Total Energies lubricants for efficiency and performance of my car engine. With a new bottle, it's easier to read, carry, and pour. New bottle design and color, new label, new cap, and security features with a QR code. Massa is the same superior oil quality. Challenge this is performance at first sight. So you had it right. Total Energies lubricants bottle have been entirely redesigned into a modern and premium pack to give you the best experience. Reporting live from the capital, this is Kwame Owusu. Courts, keep your engine younger for longer. Yes, Quartz, keep your engine younger for longer. When you want the best in lubricants, best in auto products, Total has got you covered. And once again, you are welcome to um, the best motoring show in gh and this is the total energies auto show and today i have some great guys with me here um who know who knows all about what it means when we talk about automobiles when we talk about cars when we talk about motorcycles so they are here i've brought two giants here into the studio i have with me mr gerald dubate of auto chill he's a chief technician at Auto Chill Engineering Services. I also have with me um, Chris Kusi of Auto Jeweling. You can hear the names. Auto Chill, Auto Jeweling. It's all about automobiles today. And we are talking about what makes a reliable car. What makes a reliable car. We can extend it to motorcycles also. What makes a reliable car or motorcycle. They know all that there is to know when it comes to cars i mean between them they have over 80 years of experience in automobiles and uh, <laughs> yes i mean you can go over 40 years you can about for 20 each <laughs> all right so they're going to tell us all that we need to look out for all the things that we need to have um on our minds when you have it in mind or you want to go out there and get yourself a car um gentlemen you are welcome to the total energies auto show <laughs> thanks eddie thanks for having us yeah so we are just going to jump into the discussion today is more of a casual talk okay so chris um what do you think what makes a reliable car that's a very broad question yes. you know um the question you know reliability of a, a vehicle is is very subjective mm -hmm. First of all, I mean, the vehicles fall in totally different categories mm -hmm. and uh, the manufacturers design the vehicles for different purposes. So if you go and buy, say, um, uh, a Lamborghini and you live in Huawei uh, and you know your roads are not too good, <laughs> I don't think that car will be very reliable. Uh, <laughs> story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, of course, the, the vehicles have to be fit for purpose mm -hmm. made for purpose mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. so um of course first of all you have to choose the right vehicle for the right mm -hmm. purpose okay <laughs> all right so um gerald um tell us what you also think about uh, well, when we talk about reliable i agree with him totally mm -hmm. uh, because um vehicles we acquire vehicles for intended purposes mm -hmm. that is why we have categories of vehicles yeah so you cannot um um, this vehicle that we have in France, Doshivo. Doshivo, yeah. Doshivo. Yeah, Doshivo. Yes. yes. You cannot buy Doshivo <laughs> and expect to be trekking to Kumasi every weekend in a Doshivo. No, it's not for that intended purposes, okay. you see. 
when it comes to reliability, mm -hmm. what happens is that you want to actually scale down mm -hmm. the number of failures. Okay. So you need to be able to get a vehicle mm -hmm. that is there for its use. Okay. Yeah, and let me just add a little bit to what he just said. So mm -hmm. he has scaled down the, the potential issues. And he's so right. He's hit the nail on the head. And let me explain that a little bit mm -hmm. further. So the more features a vehicle has, it means it has more things to possibly go wrong. Sure. And of course, that would affect its re reliability scale of, of, of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if you have a vehicle that is fitted with the... Uh, you know four zone climate control for instance you have four different zones to poss possibly fail but mm -hmm. if you have a car that just one plug uh, air conditioning system you know it's going to last longer yes it's going to last longer and when it does fail it will be easier to fix not necessarily easier but you have less points of failure okay yes you have less points of failure and i believe that unless the reason for buying a vehicle you just you just want to buy a vehicle mm -hmm. but there are certain things that you need to look at in buying a vehicle okay you know um like chris has said eventually the vehicle will break down what is the maintenance support system for that vehicle mm -hmm. right the knowledge mm -hmm. availability of parts yeah <laughs> And all you need to consider that, and then let's take for instance you buy a low line vehicle, mm -hmm. low, low, very low clearance is so low, mm -hmm. and you live in a neighborhood that is actually riddled. I'm saying riddled, not with patos, <laughs> but with a lot of speed ramps. Exactly. So it might be a very good vehicle, uh -huh. but it wouldn't be reliable. Okay. For, yeah. You are setting yeah. the car up to fail. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're setting it up to fail. <laughs> and 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 also. With modern cars, we also need to add this to it. I know most people would hate me for this, but you also need to understand how long the manufacturer expects you to hold on to that car for. Mm -hmm. Modern cars are actually designed to be disposable. Mm -hmm. The newer the car, the more disposable it is, the more recyclable it is, the more... Uh, consumable it is mm -hmm. uh, and a very good uh, analogy is, is with the mobile phones these days you buy a samsung phone and uh, after two years of usage what happens it's on its way out the manufacturer wants you to trade it in and get into a newer model so sometimes the manufacturer would would would, would uh, build the vehicle what they call a built-in redundancy so it's designed to fail over a certain period of time. Okay. Because right. if the manufacturer makes a car and he expects it to last, you know, 20 years, who's mm -hmm. going to buy the, new, the latest model? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and, and it, it is very, very true. Okay. You understand. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying that you need to have ample information about mm -hmm. the vehicle you're buying. You see? Yeah. yeah Cars right. have now become consumer products. Yes. Th there's this question I always ask, you know, I mean, I have seen and talked about certain cars, sampled certain cars, reviewed certain cars, and I'm like, they don't build them like that anymore. Because they need you to buy the newer model. They need, they need to <laughs> yeah. buy the newer model. And by extension, the question that I want to ask is that, I mean, if manufacturers are building cars the way they were doing 20 years ago, mm -hmm. let's say 30 years ago, the cars that we grew up on, you get it. I mean, the five hundred fours and 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 how people will people buy them? You see, it's it, <laughs> thirty forty years ago. 
manufacturers didn't have the sort of pressures they have now. No. Today, all of the manufacturers have so many shareholders. You have to keep them happy. Mm-hmm. They are, it's all about the profits mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. And so they need you to move into a newer car sooner. Mm-hmm. And in places like Europe and America, where these cars are mostly sold, we end up buying, you know, the home-used mm-hmm. cars. But in Europe and America, where these cars are made and they, where they have a bigger market, you'd find that most people don't pay cash for the cars. Exactly. They finance it. So you buy a car, you have $1,000, you walk into a showroom, your credit is good, you buy a vehicle, you use the car for three years, a new model comes up. What happens? You get an email, you get a phone call, come and trade your kind for a new model. Mm-hmm. You take your car, you trade it in, and then we go there and go and buy the car as a home-use car, ship it to Ghana. Mm-hmm. And because we've used sweat money to buy the car, mm-hmm. we've paid duty on the car, we expect the car to last for long. Meanwhile, this vehicle has gone out of warranty. It's out of warranty, mm-hmm. probably has intergalactic mileage on it. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, like that. Intergalactic, <laughs> it yes, has, mileage. It has gone around the world like yes, a million yes, times. Yes, exactly. You see, and be- and because you use sweat money to buy the car, yeah. you look at the car and say, ah, this car is my pension car. It means the car will die with you. <laughs> so, so you don't let go of it, you yeah. see. And then you begin to have problem yes so, and usually after three years after, after the car is three years plus the mm. car becomes more expensive to run and maintain right, yeah. and that's when you start dealing with issues so oh, today this is broken tomorrow mm-hmm. because there will be sequential failures on the vehicle mm-hmm. because the car is passed is used by mm-hmm. date yeah. it's just like uh, you know there are people who buy second-hand phones mm-hmm. people who buy second-hand phones nothing wrong with them but they would always have a phone repairer on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. And then you buy brand new phones when the new iPhone is out. I see you holding it. You don't know phone repair. Charlie, no. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? You understand. And you know phone repair. I know plenty. I'm a consultant for phone repair. <laughs> from your past. From your from past. Your past not but now. not today. You know, somebody, somebody told me that once your mechanic becomes your friend, then you need to change your vehicle. You need to, che- <laughs> you need to check yourself. <laughs> yes, because because you'll be there practically every other week. Yeah, yeah, you see. That's so, a good one. So 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 um I believe that um, you make I remember some my matter if I I used to have some motorbike. Uh, Charlie, they love the motorbike. Charlie, but every day I was at the mechanic shop. I became a permanent fixture at the mechanic shop. Uh, <laughs> they must all wear you overall and you join them. You know, right. so so it is not that the the design engineer didn't design mm-hmm. the vehicle well. But I think, but, um, but we, we I'm, I'm sure we will all agree that some cars by um, maybe the reputation the, 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 the Mac wants to have um, build their cars much more solid or rigid. Well, they've stopped doing that. No, Eddie, they've stopped doing that. <laughs> you know, I was reading about mm-hmm. um, a very <clears throat> premium uh, um, brand, brand, yeah, yeah car manufacturer. Yeah, yeah. And then people were lambasting the design mm-hmm. engineers about the vehicles now breaking down mm-hmm. more often. And he said, look, we were trained to build vehicles. Mm-hmm. Now you ask us to do cup holders. Mm-hmm. You have Bluetooth. You want this. So there's, I need to compromise. Yes. Yes. yes I, I, I need to compromise. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yes. And you see, the, the compromise is not even just with 
the materials on the number of devices mm-hmm. in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. The compromise also is cost. Cost. Mm-hmm. So you find that at the table when they're discussing a new model, mm-hmm. the accountant is also sitting there. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. of course, if they have to build a car to a price point, mm-hmm. it means mm-hmm. that quality would mm-hmm. also be compromised. Com- yes, that, compromised. That, that is why. I that think. is why now they're telling you three years. Mm-hmm. They give you warranty for three years, so hundred thousand. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's it. After that, you're out of warranty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, mm-hmm. you're out of warranty. Shall we with a bicycle hand? Why is the bicycle? If the car is even twenty thousand miles, okay. You you you. Twenty thousand miles is brand new here. Yeah, it's, it's brand, brand new. <laughs> but when you go to Toyota Ghana, they tell you we can't help you. you. Brought the car from the US. Yes. You, you didn't consult. So that's what I'm saying. That um, 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 also maintenance support. Yes. Is, is a key factor. Very good. So it's if you buy the most reliable car and you don't have support for the car, because I I always say that you can buy a car. The car has the reputation to be solid. Mm-hmm. The car doesn't break. I mean, you yourself, you sample the car over a period of time. Mm-hmm. You realize that Charlie can say, Mr. Tell me, Mr. Anopam, it's the same man I'm a call. Right. But the day that it breaks, <laughs> nobody can help you. Even if somebody is there to help you, the parts are not there. That's what I mean. So you need to consider all these before getting the vehicle. Great. You know, people talk about reliability and they think that the vehicles are like spacecraft mm-hmm. and then they will be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of... Um, money to maintain them mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. they are not like that mm-hmm. you see so three years play safe okay <laughs> yes <laughs> and but also that you... is when we have the money mm-hmm. you see right. we, we have an issue here yeah we, we hardly have um financing for auto mm-hmm. that's a big problem we don't have mm-hmm. them so we will definitely will be taking the big mileage vehicles you know yes. and then we, we won't get the pass and then uh, in ghana we have well, I'll put it mildly. Some form of acrimony between the repair technicians and dealerships. Right. Mm-hmm. You understand. Uh, Whatever you do is not right by their standard. <laughs> no, because the, the dealerships are trained differently. That's they are trained to replace as much as they can. That is true. And also, they are also uh, trained to do a repair job in such a way that it's it it um, it doesn't affect your reputation, reputation badly. The yeah. independent shops are a little bit more. They I mean they have a human face, so mm-hmm. a little bit more liberal, mm-hmm. and then they, they yes, yes sentimental. Yeah. So we care about the pocket of the owner. The co- owner said, "Look, I don't have money, so can you patch this one small yeah. for me? I'm a fanatic Can you just a small for here? Uh-huh. So uh, th- th- that is the difference there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but again, I need to add to what um, Gerald said. Mm-hmm. Um, modern cars now have a lot of computers in there mm-hmm. and those of you who have a knowledge of uh, computers and uh, systems the way they work you mm-hmm. find that the older the computer mm-hmm. the more reliable it gets yeah if you've ever sold a laptop to a friend mm-hmm. how many phone calls do you get and say oh tell laptop the battery's not working the laptop is slow i don't sell <laughs> i don't sell used laptops to my friends <laughs> yes. you don't want so, trouble so, i don't want trouble yeah so, so, so your average problem. vehicle today has between 30 and 70 computers in there yeah. most of the cars these days are controlled by computers mm-hmm. you find more electronic software problems before you even see mechanical failures these yes. days mm-hmm. so the the nature of the vehicles have made them uh, if I can borrow your words, less reliable than the cars from 30, 40 years ago because there were no computers in those cars. Yeah, you know, when something breaks, vehicles. you can see it. Cabreta, jet, broken. You mm-hmm. can see it. But today, it is a computer that's controlling all of this. When a computer breaks, you cannot see it with your naked eye. Okay. <laughs> okay. And even when there's a software glitch, mm-hmm. 
and there is no TSB from the manufacturer, mm -hmm. then you find yourself wandering in a in a cycle. Mm -hmm. Yes. Exactly. So so that is yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. You are still tuned in to 97.3 City FM, and uh, the discussion is going on what makes a reliable car. We want to hear your voice. You can call into the show 0302-230-0750-302-224-959 or you can send us a WhatsApp or Telegram message 054-998-6996. The messages are coming in thick and fast. Let's see. Um, Jonathan says, uh, I would like to know from your guests if he has experience or if they have experience working on turbocharged diesel engines my guy this my guys they know everything they worked on everything okay <laughs> and what the five most common problems they come across in these engines i'm planning on getting a reliable diesel suv and i want to fully understand how reliable they are thanks that's from jonathan hmm Turbo right. diesel engines. Okay, so turbo diesel. Mm -hmm. yeah. A turbo is an air pump. Mm -hmm. An engine is an air pump. So imagine an air pump on an air pump. Okay, mm -hmm. if the turbo fails, half of your power plant has failed. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. now, now what I would say is the newer the car the more advanced the turbo system is and the more advanced the vehicle itself is. So with the newer cars, you have things like uh, DPFs, you have, which is diesel particulate filters. Mm -hmm. You have EGR, which is exhaust gas recirculation systems and a few other uh, things that, 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 that work with these cars. So the more of such features are fitted to the vehicle, the more things to possibly go wrong. Mm -hmm. But then again, all these features make the vehicles more efficient. But if you're talking about something that's reliable, you want something reliable that will not give you problems, go with a straight diesel that has no turbo, that has no DPF, that has no EGR, bone stock. That, that, that <laughs> will also mean that you're going like 20 years behind. <laughs> To buy a car from the past. I think they do have some Maybe, yes. for us. Yeah, there, there, there are a few of the Asian brands that have, mm -hmm. that are built that way. Yes. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know. On the table. Yes, I mean, the, the, the more um, refined the vehicle is, mm -hmm. the more of these extra features it would have. Mm -hmm. And it would be faster, it would be smoother, mm -hmm. but then again, all the, the, the speed and the smoothness will come at a compromise. Okay, all right. Jonathan, so you heard it from our expert, Chris. But Jonathan, um, go to SoundCloud and uh, search for City 97.3 Auto Show and you'll see all our old shows are curated over there. And we had a show where I had um, Gerald um, versus Jacob um, debating about petrol <laughs> and diesel engines. <laughs> <laughs> so go and listen to that show and see if you're going to pick some nuggets from from that. Okay, let's go on to our next um, submission. Okay, this big show, um, big show. Thank you for doing the listening inside Amazon. I'm using your own words. <laughs> the, the above vehicle is your Mercedes-Benz C180. 1999 model um, this happened last sunday when i tried starting it what could be the problem it's a video okay um yes let's see okay so big show trying to start his car mercedes-benz c180 okay all right okay mm -mm. 
it, it's hard to say from, <laughs> yes, from the yes. beginning. Okay, so it looks like it tried to start, then all the electronics went off. Right. No, first he had the ignition lights First on. he had the ignition lights on. And then it started and... Yeah, he started and a few seconds he just went off. Yeah, it started now and it's yeah. gone off. And you see that the lights are dimming. Okay, is it a petrol diesel car? It's a diesel. Uh, no, it's petrol. If I look at the ref count, it looks like a petrol engine. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes that's it's a petrol engine. It's ah. up to... But he's mentioned it before. It's a diesel. Okay, all right. Okay, so that's it, gentlemen. Um, For me, from where I stand, I'm thinking probably if his battery is good, then probably he has an issue with the terminal. Um, um, grounding. Yeah, the grounding. It, it's uh, hard to say good. without doing any without, physical without test. Without doing anything, mm. yes, yes. And then... um, um how how reliable is this um and uh, the fuel level the sensing system yeah fuel fuel, fuel is important it's to know important. probably mm. the uh, but all the electronics working. went off on the dashboard after it started and revved once and everything went maybe there's an point. underlining power draw issue yeah, yeah, yes power yes, draw issue yes, yeah yes. so big show um you need an electrician um it's a petrol engine he says uh big show you need an electrician to have a very very um, um, I know you love your C180, so get an electrician, somebody who is very, very meticulous. Let him systematically check your car and uh, try and sort you out. <laughs> All right, so Boatin says I use an Avio, that's a Chevy Avio 2007 MI transmission, shipped from first to second, but can't hear it shift to third and fourth. What are responsible or possible causes that can be repaired? Well, I'd say first of all, he shouldn't be hearing the transmission shift. You should feel it <laughs> shift. Yes. But if you can hear a shift, then oh, something. Then it's struggling to shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because suddenly you shift with a click. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, it's again, it's hard to say uh, without physically inspecting the vehicle and what is going on. Normally, what people do with automatic transmission, the first thing is to do a transmission service mm -hmm. and see if that makes any changes. If it doesn't, then unfortunately the transmission has come out and opened up to see what is wrong with it. Okay, alright. Ni Ayite Stone. He says, I drive a 2013 Ford Focus and yesterday on my way to Accra from a palm, I saw a notification saying gearbox overheating pack for five minutes what can cause the gearbox overheat and how to solve this um i believe this car has a cvt so what will make the cvt heat um possibly oil low oil the oil is a cooling agent in the gearbox yes. yeah so Mm -hmm. So low oil, dirty oil, mm -hmm. or, or if the car is fitted with a transmission cooler, it might be clogged up. It might up. be clogged, okay. or, or it might be having um, um, a radiator that is on its way out. Mm -hmm. Engine cooling fans might not be working too well. Mm -hmm. Yes, or maybe then, a heat exchanger. Then again, the talking about the Ford Focus, I've read articles that some of them have with the CVTs have um, how do you call it a recall. On the gearbox several oh, really? records on the gearbox mm. yes and there was even a class action lawsuit oh wow yeah against ford on that so okay. probably yeah yeah you might have to look into all that gets right. an up-to-date mechanic right <laughs> yes. yes you know that cvt um is still quite a new development although uh, all the new cars it, it's quite a new 
So you need an updated mechanic to look you, at. You it. see, the thing about CVT gearboxes, <clears throat> they work well when the cars are being driven around town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But on the highways, they don't. They don't they, do too well. They don't like highway driving. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. 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 Then they also don't like, um, you know, off-road and the cars that wheels are spinning. You know. Yeah, because it's belt-driven. Yeah. It's belt-driven. Yeah. 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 All right, so um, yes, that, that was a response. Um, JB says, Good evening. What causes all the dashboard lights to come on and make the car lose power and finally stop? Wow, once the engine goes off, mm -hmm. the light bulb, the, the dashboard lights will come on. So okay. I believe that the engine had gone off, but he 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 listed them in the reverse. He says, All the lights came on before the engine went off. And I'm saying that by that time the engine had gone off. Because when the engine goes <coughs> off is when you see all the lights. All come. the lights come off. But you see, but because he's, he's in motion. motion. Yeah, he probably doesn't notice. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So um possibly an engine failure, engine stalling out, um fuel issue. Fueling issue. It could also be electrical. Electrical. Yeah, be so, electrical. Yeah. Fuel related issue, fuel delivery related issue or electrical. Or whatever it is, it is electrical. <laughs> or or the belt is torn. The drive belt is torn. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've experienced that on Kumasi Highway before. <laughs> Alright, so now I am from airport residential area says I hi I use a Hyundai Elantra twenty fifteen. I noticed there is oil in the water tank and the radiator tank. How do I get rid of it? But <laughs> it is not overheating. I've never had shortage of coolant or water. Hmm. Right. If there's water in the uh, in, 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 in if there's oil, oil in the in water, the water. Mm -hmm. that is a big red flag. I mean, yes. you shouldn't be driving the car Chale, that way. <laughs> if the car is not overheating, it means that maybe the engine is fine, but there's a heat exchanger somewhere in the system. It could be a transmission heat exchanger mm -hmm. or an or an engine heat exchanger, and uh, it's it's it's, it's, it's breached. Yes. So um, he needs to definitely have that looked at. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I was listening to a show. And uh, somebody was talking about the car and um, an issue the car had. And I realized that it is possible for cars to have blown head gaskets, but it won't show on the outside or it won't show through the, the radiator. Yes, that will depend on where the gasket is blown. Exactly. Yes. exactly. So you have the car, you lose power, all the signs, but you won't see it. Normally you see it in the radiator. It's no, but you won't see. I normally call yeah. them silent killers. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once you take out the gasket, you mm -hmm. see that the crack is microscopic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and some of the things that you can experience from this. Very good. That's what I wanted is, to ask. Is the blown? Uh, what do you call it? The um, the ignition coils mm -hmm. failing. Mm -hmm. You replace the fail. Mm -hmm. yeah. You see sometimes then the vehicle, the hesitancy yes. when, when you want to speed off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, all mm -hmm. these are signs. Well, the Americans, they've come up with this liquid you poured in. Mm -hmm. And then you can tell whether the gasket is. Yes, and yes. then the liquid is beginning to fail. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Then there's a, that tool that you put. Oh, on, that on, is not the pressure on, on. But this one, you pour in, mm -hmm. and then the color changes. For you to know whether the head yeah. gasket is blown. Oh, okay. Well, I've tried a couple of them from a very reliable supplier, mm. Lysol. Okay. Yes, and that works. It you works. see, yes, yes, yes. 
because some of when head gasket is blown, mm -hmm. it can sometimes get, you know, frustrating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To ensure, it can be diagnosed to even be your ECU. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the vehicle keeps driving, not driving well at times, it will lose power. Mm -hmm. And then and then the funny aspect is that you might not be losing coolant. There will mm -hmm. be no coolant loss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's that one too that's a parasitic coolant loss. You know they see where the water they go. But let's say every week you they top up. Yes. Every week or even sometimes once a month. And then, but then you check you don't see coolant. Don't see coolant. Then it's a blown head gasket. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That is why I brought up this. No, but when, when you start the engine in the morning mm -hmm. and then the vapor that comes out of the tail, mm -hmm. you find a lot of vapor coming out. Yeah. Likelihood that. Charlie, when you see a lot of vapor coming out, it means your car, the engine is tough. <laughs> Actually, what comes out of the tail can tell, I mean, a train mechanic a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Yes. Uh, all right, okay. So, Terry is saying, hello, Eddie. I've been looking for manual for my Nissan Sunny 2012, but I've not been successful. Can you give me a link to download it? Nissan Sunny. Google it. I'm sure you get it. Anytime I Google, I find. <laughs> yes. The, the thing is that um, with, with Nissan Sunny, it's it's still a bit vague. You know. Well, you see, I'd say don't just do Google. Try YouTube. Mm -hmm. Try and find solutions on YouTube. Mm -hmm. There's something in particular you're looking for. Mm -hmm. YouTube would very likely have you yeah. know stuff because people are now doing more videos mm -hmm. than even uh, writing yeah, than things writing. up. That yeah. is very well true. Okay. Danny, uh, right, so. oh, we, we've had that one already. Oh, uh, since guys are scaring me, what do I do now? So the uh, the gentleman with the nanaya with the the, with the oil, yeah, with the oil. yeah, yeah, yeah. He says we really scare. No, don't be scared. You know, gonna have the car look better. You know the, the thing. I mean, this question I've asked J uh, um, Jacob several times. That a lot of times people say, oh, if you have a petrol engine, it is when things like this happen just forget about it just go and buy uh, an engine because <laughs> you can never repair that engine you know everything is repairable exactly. but at what cost, at, at, at cost. What cost. good you see mm. so yes and again like 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 we said earlier on a lot of the modern stuff are made of composite materials aluminium mm. at best mm. you know before your intake manifold was metal mm -hmm. today is plastic yeah. it's not even plastic mm -hmm. it's a it's, it's a composite material, mm -hmm. material yeah. and, and so sometimes it's so much easier to just replace yeah 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 all right okay so Ata says please i use a nissan rogue s there's a 2009 version can I use lacquer thinner to clean my catalytic converter by pouring it in my gas oh tank? My God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, big no, no. I really want to know who gave you this, this idea. Oh, oh. <laughs> lacquer or thinner in the catalytic? Hey, you're going to burn your car down. No, 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 no. Please don't do that. In the gas tank? No, you no, know. No, no. You know, bad, the, bad. the temperatures that go, uh, the, the catalytic converter has to deal with. Uh, I mean, yes. it, 300, 300 plus degrees. Now, petrol, no, 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 no. Adding petrol based uh, uh, um, substances to it. No, 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 no
that is a no-no okay don't kill your i mean if your catalytic converter is is gone just replace it just replace it it's expensive but you see okay it's so not as expensive as you might think of course it's it it, it is not worth your car it's not worth blowing an engine as, no. as, exactly uh, then again once you are buying a car you have to note it especially if you are buying at a certain mileage you have to note it. The failure points, yes. Yes. Points, yes. yes. So you have to have it in mind that, oh, Meccano, 50,000 miles. Maybe by it gets to 70 or 100K, I might have to replace it. Yes, a lot of people don't do preventative service. <coughs> and you see, generally speaking, it's always cheaper to repair, to, than to, to, to maintain than mm-hmm. to repair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always cheaper. Okay. It's always cheaper. All right. So Isaac from Kwabenya says, my car engine immediately goes off when the nature of road requires high torque to rise so i step on the gas more to be able to climb i'd have to turn off the key and restart all over again manual transmission chinese car we may need to examine that physically it sounds like the, it? like the engine is lost compression. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. You know exactly what so Isaac from Kwabenya, your, your engine has lost compression. But what which Chinese car is this? Um, well, he didn't give he didn't us say. the name. Yeah. Probably, okay. uh, he believes that we might not <laughs> be able to identify the car. That's why it is <laughs> a, a Chinese it's car. A Chinese car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Isaac, um, educate us a little bit. Tell us which Chinese car. I mean, the, the, the Chinese have come along. They have long, indeed, long, yes. long way. The other day we went to shoot um, our, our TV show and um, we got to sample the X-Punk G3. It's an electric car and my goodness, <laughs> that car. Yeah, I think I saw you on, yeah. on Instagram with that. That was yeah. quite cool. Yeah, that car is really cool and it's very well made. Very, very well made. Okay. All right. So Isaac, um, give us the name. Um, Ofori Button says, I have never seen the check engine light on my instrument panel before, but the car packs well. I have checked all fuses and all the fuses also work. What might be the problem? Hey. So this, he has off. never seen a yeah. check engine light. But what is what is the symptom? Yeah, because we I say I No, uh, he's oh, never oh, seen it before. So probably the bulb is blown. Yes. Or probably probably it's okay. been covered. <clears throat> yes. But what is he asking? What is his question? Uh, his question is that he's never seen so the check, the check engine light, light on before. My instrument panel Everybody before. they see check engine light. He never <laughs> see them before. <laughs> <laughs> when you turn the ignition on, the check engine light should should make an appearance, yes. should show yeah for a while and then go off if okay. it doesn't it means that there's something wrong with the diagnostic system of the vehicle so a lot of people drive and they don't know that that particular operation where you turn the the key to um, ign- uh, ignition, ignition and everything yeah. on the dashboard comes on is as a, a, a feature it's a test cycle very it's, it's good actually a test so let's educate the people when you put in your key or you thumb the, the, the push button and everything on the dashboard comes on, it is a time for you to analyze everything and make sure that everything that's supposed to be indicated by a light is on. Right. Yes. I mean, it's a test cycle. It Very comes good. on. It illuminates the whole of yeah, the dashboard. So, you know, and then it goes. Good. so in Obri Watin's case, um, probably he is not observant. Probably maybe the bulb has been taken out. Probably maybe it's been blocked out. P- 
probably maybe the bulb is just yeah, gone or gone yeah. out. Yes, because I, I, I mean, some time ago, people actively went out to block and do all manner of things so that yeah. you, you don't so see, the you checking, don't see the checking check in the light. Yes. Okay. Because they, they don't know what it is. That's a very bad <laughs> thing to do. They don't, know, they don't know about OBD scanning yes. and, and stuff like that. But now the knowledge is out there. So probably maybe you want to um, just turn your car into ignition um, without starting it and uh, make sure it's it's illuminates if it illuminates and when they and and then you are when sure it, it's working it's working then yes. uh, but the, this one also one question that we should ask mm -hmm. is whether it's obd compliant in the first place mm -hmm. yeah what car is it? he didn't say what car he didn't say what probably car talking about a 1992 model yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's possible then even the obd also sometimes people tamper with it recently mm -hmm. uh, case in point recently um, one of our colleagues was having an issue with the car the car drove here fine um, he's closed for the day he wants to drive home and the car won't start so i have a portable scanner in my car i took it out to help him out and it just won't read anything here then the fuse is broken <clears throat> yes there's an obd fuse yes i think it's so 10 amps I, I think, yeah five amps i think it yeah. was five amps yeah. yeah okay 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 so um okay so the chinese car is a how high zenza a how high zenza um, have you seen one of those before? No. Probably we have to Google it. How Tai Zenza. Zenza. It sounds like some supercar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I get the sign on my Honda Civic 2015 model. Um, check emission system. Okay, 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 okay. I think I'm familiar with this. Topic. Yeah, so, so I mean, mm -hmm. for emission systems, it means that the car is not driving in what they call a closed loop. loop. Um, system it mm. means that something is not right maybe the uh, oxygen sensors are not reading correctly it's a Honda. or yeah, the Honda catalytic said, yeah. converter has failed or the VAP system, or the evaporative Very system yes. mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. especially if the car has been in an accident before there's a the, high chance that has broken yeah yes. and the, and the um, um, charcoal canister that's, that's what I mean the yeah. VAP system yeah. charcoal yeah. canister yeah. part of the VAP so um, yeah so um, um, the name again yes so um, that is I believe what Dennis. what our experts Dennis um, what our experts have said your your solution lies in between one of those. No, I'm yeah, a bit familiar. I'm a bit, yeah, first you have to do an OBD scan and it tell exactly which particular emission system is the culprit, and uh, they are fixable, so you don't really have too much of a problem. <laughs> All right, so Kojo um, from Aguna Suedro, he says, please, I use um, a 2007 Chevy Avio, and my battery light stays on sometimes when I start the car, but goes off after I move the car for a few meters. I have changed the battery with a new one, but the problem still persists. What may be your problem? Gerald? I said, oh, sorry. Okay, no, no, you start. <laughs> yeah, but, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I would say it's a charging system. Yeah, he needs to check his alternators, the yeah. belts, and all of that. Yeah, I was okay. going to say the belt. Yeah, yeah. so belt, yes. alternator, belt first, then ultimate, all bit, Belt, the drive belt, <laughs> not the timing <laughs> belt, not yes. the timing belt, the drive belt, the drive belt. belt, yeah, all yes. the V, all the V, yes. yes. So that one first, then your pulleys. Yes, anytime you, anytime you're checking belts, you, you have to check, to check the, the pulleys. pulleys. Yeah. yeah. Then from there you go to the alternator. Then you yeah. Go to the alternator. yeah. So when you're diagnosing the car, you check from the the, the simpler ones first. Mm -hmm. yes. Then you go more. I'm learning. I'm learning. No, but you know the simpler ones are more accessible. Yeah. The belts are more accessible. Yeah. From the yeah. belt than the pulleys. Yeah. yeah. Then to yeah. the. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. So we've had um, good interaction on the show. 
um the show is brought to you by um by total energies and when we talk about total energies it's all about innovation and this is why total energies has redesigned their lubricant bottle into a modern premium pack the total energies lubricants bottle is user friendly with a big side hang handle which makes it very easy to carry and pour the cup is also redesigned to avoid leaks and splashes when pouring this saves you money and oil the new label is inspired by a car dashboard has a qr code and displays product and marketing technical information for easier selection of the correct product this is performance at first sight same superior quality oil in a modern premium pack quotes keep your engine younger for longer all right gentlemen um yeah we have a few minutes more to go um yes we are still talking about what makes a reliable oh, car yes, yes. Uh, I wanted to ask a crazy <laughs> question okay what is your take on these um gdi's engines mm -hmm. equipped with high pressure the GDIs are found on the yeah. Hyundai and the, yes. the Kia. Now, now they are now they're everywhere. I mean, GDI yeah. just simply means direct, direct injection. injection. So yes. every brand yes. does yeah. that. Yeah. Equipped yeah. with a uh, high pressure. I wrote poor pumps. pumps. I wrote no. I wrote a document on the, on our website on mm. oil dilution. Right. Oil dilution because a lot of people were asking questions about oil dilution, and we even had. A conversation with Chris on contamination. Right. Then, so I went to do some research and I wrote a paper on our on our website about oil dilution, especially happening with the very very modern direct injected engines that are also turbocharged. Yeah. You know, it's an it's an issue that some engines are are, are reporting of failures in that area, and a few things that were suggested to be done. Most of it have been handled by recalls anyway but then there, as a user of the car also there are some conditions that you can uh, or some things that you can adhere to that will will prevent those issues from happening. what are they <clears throat> okay so um what the documents sought it's that um if the engines don't warm up enough so you go for a short drive and you park the car okay what happens is that the oil is not able to um heat up enough okay so they will drop into the sorry the fuel will drop into the oil and increase the oil level and when the level um, increases to a certain extent um the crankshaft is going to be whipping it and it's going to foam which will eventually reduce the level and won't allow adequate lubrication so the engines will wear out faster than yes we are in a temperate country so already we have a bit of an advantage but apart from that you have to make sure that if you have a direct injected engine especially if it is turbocharged you have to make sure that the engine is properly warmed up you know you don't go for just a short drive and just pack the car and, and things like that <laughs> but i think that this, this the manufacturers the manufacturers um have so for i i know for certain because i was concerned because of uh, one of the cars in in the house which is a honda which is um known to have that issue so <clears throat> i did my research and i think some of it um, have been taken care of by 
the software that runs the car so you realize that below 50k your maintenance schedules are much closer together yeah. below 50k the maintenance yeah. schedules are much closer together then eventually it cycles to the normal you know duration that we know or the mileage that we know <laughs> you know all this talking about gdis mm. and they are so exciting to be with but they're turning out to be a little bit of uh, a problem i'm convinced that it's all about maintenance if you go in for it you have to understand because when we talk about uh, carbon deposits in the mm -hmm. uh, ar uh, around the valves for example yes. um, if you know what you're buying like we started the show we all agree that when it comes to reliability it's all about having as much information going into the car as possible and then what you intend yes. to use it very good so you don't just buy the car that oh we now basso to be you know <laughs> but you educate yourself you know that okay this is how i drive so this car will be better for me okay this is how i drive but that other car will be better for me because of how i drive Mm -hmm. you know yes <laughs> i think i think we'll come back again we talk about this gdi yeah, okay <laughs> yes, yes, because most people are changing their GDI engine. The, the GDI engines are designed to be more efficient. efficient. So it's the way it stratifies the fuel. Mm -hmm. So it yes. sprays the fuel in a very fine mist. Mm -hmm. yes. And that helps with, with uh, fuel efficiency. Fuel efficiency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So again, like I was saying earlier, the more... Um, complicated the technology the more things in the in the vehicle the more things you know available to go wrong <laughs> all right <laughs> gentlemen thank you so much um, um quickly announce your we can reach you on auto checker on IG. auto checker on instagram, instagram. yes yes and zero two four four three six five four four seven all right thank you so much gentlemen thanks to my team um danny blue today and uh, i i call and i also have uh um, um, Joel <laughs> doing the streaming. Alright guys, bless you and all the best. Bye for now. Well, she got her daddy's car and she cruised to the hamburger stand now. See, she forgot all about the library like she told her old man now. And with the radio blasting goes cruising just as fast as she can now. And she'll have fun, fun, fun.